Welcome to the podcast. My name's Clever Daniels, and I'm here to hurt you. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, I'm here to hurt you. I'm here to hurt you. I'm Clever Daniels. I'm Clever Daniels. I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> Clever Daniels really sounds like a um, like a, an AI-generated newscaster name. And now with weather, Clever Daniels. This has been Clever Daniels reporting from the scene of the crime. Texas today we are finally declaring an end to diversity equity and inclusion that's right the Texas House passes a bill to end diversity equity and inclusion offices in higher education and also on the zero credits podcast no more diversity or equity or inclusion starting from here on thank you Texas House And welcome back to Zero Credits Podcast, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name's no longer shackled by diversity, John. And together we're Henry and no longer diversity, John. (laughs) No longer shackled by diversity, John. Coming at you in order to discuss the horrible things happening in the zeitgeist. In order to, I don't know, inspire the masses to revolt and protest. Yay, protest. Of course, big protests going on. WGA strike still happening. Uh, I will say, for this podcast, the end of DEI, you know, it doesn't really change things too much. I want to have a sit down at this podcast, all hands to discuss this. This podcast was never diverse. Sometimes we'd have a woman on, always yeah. a white woman. Uh, we have not been very We're not, good yeah. about diversity at all. For all of our talk and all of our, our um, virtue, what's a different word for signaling? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I think it's fun to say value signaling instead. <laughs> for all of our value symbolism, mean there all we go. Of, for for all of our virtue screaming, yeah. For our, all of our virtue smoke screen, smokestack, smoke signal, smoke mm. signaling. Uh, our actions have spoken for us, and yeah, we are not a diverse podcast. We're two white men. I don't know if you knew that. John's yeah. white. Our uh, our silence speaks volume, and the volume is very high on the white noise right now. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not changing anytime soon, so clearly yeah. that's not changing too much about the podcast. Equity, I think we're pretty fair, but you know. What is, I thought equity was like 
you, you earn equity. You you earn equity when you pay your mortgage. Oh yeah. Uh, also, is equity that? is securities in your company, so we are not publicly traded. Don't have to worry about there. We're not fair, and uh, okay, we both have fair. we both have new mortgages, so we had very little equity to begin with. Very, so very really, little very little will change about the equity piece. Yeah. I'm concerned about the inclusion. Now, um, this is me being completely ignorant, but um, what is the difference between diversity and inclusion? Uh, I think inclusion means being inclusive to other people and thoughts rather than... So diversity, well, I guess a diversity of opinion is also being inclusive of other people's opinions. Perhaps inclusivity, I've never had to think about this. Maybe it's being consciously aware of other people's viewpoints, even if they're not coming from people who are part of your diverse organization. Like before you say something like everybody loves Christmas, you would would be inclusive of the idea that there may be people who do not love Christmas. Okay. Okay. So yeah, inclusion is um thinking before you say everybody loves christmas to say everybody including the muslims love christmas (laughs) yes indeed uh i think that that we are very guarded in our language and the death of inclusivity in texas will be tough for us but let me just say it first everybody loves christmas everybody loves christmas no okay i think i get it yeah diversity is who we are and inclusion is not limiting to anyone we are in because there is no aren't we're everything <laughs> great love it much clearer we know i you know i think i nailed that <laughs> yeah no for sure i definitely think you nailed it we'll see if that ends up in the pre-roll <laughs> yeah um no no i'm you don't even have to do that uh yeah so i don't know if you've known have you been you haven't been tapped into the current texas legislation session uh i have not other than the one really monstrous one about gender affirming care. That's I, yeah. I learned about that one and kind of shut it out. The rest of it. Uh, so yeah, gender the ban of gender affirming care uh, is also yeah was another big headline that caught my attention. But uh, I started sort of adding up the headlines I saw as I was seeing them, and I don't think this current session has passed any bill that adds anything it's all taking stuff away it's all taking rights and freedoms away from people yeah and and the big one that got my attention other than gender affirming care which was is egregious and and horrendous um was the stripping of municipalities of the right to govern themselves okay cool love that these states rights assholes are like yeah but if if it's something within a state, then they shouldn't have rights. Yeah, I, my favorite thing is that the party of small government is just taking strides to ensure that big government wins and has the most power. Yes, of course. A, a famously small government. Uh, it's so it's yeah. so ludicrous. I mean, uh, it's 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 facially absurd. We don't even need to get into the hypocrisy yeah. on this podcast. I, I I it was never my intention to get political. I just I just wanted to sum up shit is fucked up in Texas right now 
and that's just in the background of also our everyday lives. So that's kind of fun, right? I'm really excited for interest rates to drop down to refinance my house and then to Airbnb it out so I can go live in a place that has rights. Yeah, I mean, I I never really want to become a landlord, but if I could like flip this house into a rental property and then go kind of buy a house in any, and I I don't even want to mean to draw lines, but at this point, I'm going to any blue state. <laughs> yeah, any seriously, any any state full of what people would call coastal elites, please take yeah. me. Any state whose government I don't know occasionally passes something that adds a benefit to mine or other people's lives it doesn't necessarily i don't necessarily have to benefit from it but like just some good you know anything good here's what i'd take i would take a state that isn't always trying to hurt you if oregon passed 10 bills about shooting you in the face but then one bill about not shooting you in the face like, well it's fucking better than texas yeah exactly um it just seems these days uh, that all you see is violence and I forget the line. Uh, but it seems today all you see out of uh, these state legislation sessions is that um, pe- they hate their constituents. They hate the people that gave them power. Of course. All they want is that sweet, sweet, corrupted kickback money. I mean, all they want to do is keep serving a twisted political agenda, hating their constituents who will continue to vote for them and driving us deeper and deeper into the fucking dumpster. Yeah, uh, we're, all we're, making... we're a young democracy and we're really bungling it. Uh, no, yeah, I feel like I, I don't want to be I'm not one of them uh, people on the streets who need services to get them, get them off the streets. Da-da-dee-da-da. Oh, people on the streets, uh, uh, you know, under pressure. Right. I mean, I'm not one of those people under pressure with the uh, the signs that say the end is nigh or anything. But no, it really feels like we're watching the crumbling foundations of democracy crumble even further right in front of our own, very own eyes. Um, but let's move on, John. We've got let's other things, things to are, talk about. Let's move on to more important things. More important things, John. we got so much to cover. Now, of course, uh, I, I have a couple things to cover as we as we debriefed on, but it sounds like you were setting something up. Uh, no, I mean, honestly, I feel like these days I don't even have access to this article. Okay, <laughs> amazing, great, <laughs> love the love the paywall. Democracy dies in darkness. Love how available information yeah. is now. Um, I, I I feel more and more that I drive too much of the podcast so i'm willing to take a back seat and not talk for like a minute oh you're still gonna drive the podcast but i'll be in the passenger seat we have one of those uh cars like a driving instructor has where i can two steering wheels yeah oh two 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 sets of brakes gotcha yeah one of the sets of brakes doesn't work and it's yours Uh, if you try to hit them the car screams at you uh I have a news story for us to discuss. I know we're talking about a lot of like a doom and gloom and Texas and children having their rights taken away and, and driven uh, metaphorically off a cliff. Uh, however, something more important is happening. And that is, that's right, more dumb AI news from John. 
Oh, yes. I love AI. I don't know if you could tell from the 300th episode that AI is, is, a, is a fun thing for me. AI is it's such a fun thing that everyone's so happy about. Uh, now, TechCrunch reports, I'm sure that you've seen this if you're um, a terminally online person or spend any amount of time on the Bird website. Uh, but... On Monday morning, a seemingly AI-generated image of an explosion at the Pentagon circulated around the internet, even oh though gosh. the event didn't actually happen. Oh my gosh. Within about a half an hour, the image appeared on a verified Twitter account called Bloomberg, which oh, could no. be very easily mistaken for the real Bloomberg-affiliated account, oh. especially since it was verified with a blue check mark. Yeah, the account cause... has since been suspended. The Russian state-controlled <laughs> new, news network RT also shared the image, according to screenshots that users captured before the tweet was deleted. Several Twitter accounts with hundreds of thousands of followers, like Delta One, OSINT Defender, and Whale Chart, shared it. Even an Indian television network reported the fake Pentagon explosion. It is Amazing. not immediately clear where this fake image and news story originated. This is this is fa I love this. Thank you for bringing this up. This is fascinating because we can touch on a lot of things here. We can touch on AI and we can touch on my favorite topic to talk to people endlessly and back them in the corners with pay to verify <laughs> like system the, the the pay to verification system that it has become Twitter in which anybody who can afford the 10.99 sticker price can just be validated as an like an actual source of information i if you were writing the current moment if you were a screenwriter of the current moment which uh as part of the wa's wga's strike real concerns about ai starting to uh to take over writing scripts during the strike so we'll see uh but if you were a human writer writing a script of this moment, you would be hard-pressed to come up with a more on-the-nose event to demonstrate at least three different problems with how information is presented on the internet today than this news story. It really yeah. is, like, perfect. I mean, there are... We, we experience some feel-good alternatives to this sort of news story in the early days of Twitter's just utter collapse um, when somebody parading, no, masquerading as the company that manufactures and sells insulin uh, tweeted out that insulin was going to like go down in price to like eight bucks and their actual share, their actual stock prices dropped on the Dow or the mm -hmm. exchange. Like that was a fun moment. <laughs> now we're seeing the dark side of it, which is like anyone can conjure up an image of a terrorist attack or an explosion and tweet it out from their 1099 a month verified account and just influence the news cycle for let's say eight hours i mean it it isn't entirely dissimilar from the insulin tweet which was very funny because fuck that company um but it's not too dissimilar from the insulin tweet and in this tweet did actually seemingly have a macroeconomic 
impact on U.S. stock exchanges for a very short period of time and relatively muted, but analysts are saying that the impact was very real. Uh, So concerning, to say the least. But this gets at the heart of something that is, I think, central to the problem with information sharing right now. And that is AI-generated images and content. We're afraid of them, but I think we're afraid of them in the wrong way. Like, we, we shouldn't be afraid of them if we have some kind of bulwark against them. Like, something that was able to, like, fact check or, I don't know, verify people who could share spurious information. However, when you commodify authority, then everything is open to total misinformation and societal collapse. Yeah. Uh, There was a system in place on Twitter whereby uh, government organizations, people of note, news organizations and journalists, etc., they held uh, not... It wasn't even powered. Like, that's a misread. But they held... A, a feature that verified, if nothing else, just their identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and people misread it as like, oh, these are the, the elite. These are the, the, they have special privileges or whatever. But all it really did was just, it made sure that if nothing else, the information that you're, that you're reading from, from like a place that is called Bloomberg, for instance, was at least, I don't know, believable or or, or trustworthy yeah because that that was the thing about the verification system on social networks is eventually yes people did uh take it to mean some status symbol because of course because humans are jealous little monkeys who want the blue check mark on their twitter account so more people will sub to their only fans or their patreon or whatever but when it started it was largely to combat misinformation because people with a lot of followers who had some significant platform, Twitter was incentivized to reach out to them to verify their identity and then say with some amount of certainty, there's a lot of air in that statement, but with some amount of certainty, if something is coming out of this account, at least Twitter has done the bare minimum to tell you that that person or organization is who they say they are right and then we as consumers of information could do something that's getting increasingly difficult to do which is in lieu of exercising our own discretion and critical thinking we could offload the processing power of information onto entities that we have vetted and trust Uh, that is not the case anymore no, I mean that's a lot that takes energy. It's a lot of energy to do work on my own to verify a story when somebody else is being paid to do so. Like that that's I think one of the biggest flaws of the entertainment news 24-hour news cycle is that um you like it was supposed to be that you would hear maybe a news story, you would read it in the paper, and you would you find two other sources that say the same thing or describe the same event and form your own opinion about it. But there's just not enough time in the day anymore, so I'm going to listen to one source, get all my information from there, and they've already done all the looking at other angles for me, so 
They're going to tell me what to think. Ha ha ha. And you have to do that to some extent, right? Like if you're someone who's like, you've, you've done an amount of critical thinking. You're like, okay, I trust AP or Reuters or Al Jazeera. Like I've, Deadline, yeah. I've done my, we trust Deadline, of course. Got to know what all the actors are up to. Yeah. Um, but like we trust these sources so we can offload some processing power onto them. It, it, to use the newspaper example... Like you pay an organization to like drop a newspaper on your porch every day. You read it and you're like, I have a relationship to this thing and I know how discerning I need to be when it presents me information. With the way Twitter works now, literally everyone can leave a newspaper on your doorstep and they're all worth the same amount. Like yeah. someone, if, if your newspaper was like the Springfield Gazette, someone can drop the Springfield Gazette underscore. Someone can drop the 420 XXX Springfield Gazette on your door. It's, it's total information overload from equally quote unquote credible sources. Yeah. I mean, instead of having a front porch, you're inviting everybody directly into your home be it through news or through the internet, what have you. And uh, the people who are you know, like set up the system that allowed them to come into your home are no longer checking their IDs to make sure they are who they say they are. So welcome in a bunch of strangers with bad intentions. And uh, we got AI-generated pictures of the freaking Pentagon on fire. And I'm, I'm really glad that this news story is catching traction like it is, because I, I think it is a very important conversation to have about being discerning about what you consume. I actually think, so this story is getting traction, obviously, because of the AI-generated image part. That is by far, to me, the least compelling part of it, because you can Photoshop the Pentagon on fire, like... You can just make a news story without a picture. The picture itself isn't actually even that compelling. It's just like some smoke rising up from the ground behind a right. fence. And, and it's it's like all AI-generated images, there's just an uncanny eeriness about it that if you look for more than a second, you can tell something is off. Yeah. Also, the smoke does have a hand with 18 fingers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it has a oh, with 18 what? fingers and mouths for eyes. You know, classic AI art stuff. Right. Well, and also the fence and the the uh, civilian barrier are one and the same after a point. <laughs> yes, no, that is, that is absolutely true. I, I think that this is more a story about Twitter and information yeah. than it is a story about AI generating an image. But I think that this has thankfully lent a certain amount of like fuel to this story. Because I've seen this reported like a bunch of different places. And I hope this does truly make people think about the way we consume information. Absolutely. Because if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I shared with you pictures, AI generated pictures of of one uh, former president, Donald Trump, getting chased by the police and sprayed with water hoses, what have you. Injecting water from his chest onto a police officer, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. But what the comedians who posted that did instead of like trying to pull one over on like an unsuspecting audience and 
assuming the identity of a periodical with authority. Uh, instead, the comedian just posted it to their personal account because it was funny. Yeah. I mean, this is my argument about AI art in general, is a lot of people have this uh, this pervasive delusion that AI art has some kind of unique capability to deceive facially. And that's not true because Photoshop has existed forever, basically, and has the exact same power. I think the actual danger of AI art is to replicate people's art, their likenesses without their consent, and to spread that, not necessarily to spread misinformation, but to use people's either art or their image or their likeness in a way that they never and could never consent to. That's wrong. I don't think mm-hmm. AI is unique in its ability to trick people because humans have been really good at tricking people ever since Photoshop was on like a Mac. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's not so much about making the fake images, but yeah, it's ripping off art styles or likenesses and monetizing that, I feel like is one of the biggest dangers um, because you're just devaluing hard work that should be fairly compensated. Isn't that what the writers are striking about anyway? I mean, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> this is a super quick aside, but I, I've been generating some AI images cause mid journey is very popular and then they want you to pay money and I will never pay money good to anyone for anything other than gym memberships streaming services and 117 OnlyFans accounts i'm very poor i'm <laughs> the debt is really racking up yeah you're uh yeah you're, you're transferring wealth to a, a lot of uh different places it seems yeah they, they they said that you need to make money so you can pass it on but i don't think i'm passing it on in the right direction no um, but I was uh, setting up stable diffusion, simple stable diffusion, so I could like generate my own AI images, and it's it's fun, and you can tune it in a bunch of different ways. But uh, one of the packages I was using from Hugging Face allowed you to choose whether or not it could generate not safe for work images, and that made me realize a great darkness of this. Yeah, that we. Or at least what I consume about AI is not really talking about is the true evil potential of of using people's likenesses in a certain way. It's already happening. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, For sure. Yeah, definitely. Images are being what is the word propagated or or what's the word I want to say? Yeah, we'll never know. Definitely. Images are being created of people's likenesses and compromising positions. And like you said, that they have no way of consenting to. Um, and it's it's just wrong. It's like deep fake t- technology, but even an idiot can do it. This, this is dark, but like, what's the legal precedent if people start distributing not safe for work images using the likenesses of children? Like, there's not... <laughs> Yeah, I, the law has not caught up to the evils this thing can create. I mean, technically, I think that just falls under the laws that already exist. I don't think child pornography laws care about where it comes from. Okay, just I, possession I, and distribution. Yeah, 
Those people should go to prison for super forever. <laughs> yeah. To get the help they need. Yeah, to get the help they need by Mr. 9mm handgun. No, I, I believe That's execution, in... John. What? 9mm no. handgun? Execution. No, that's, that's the name of the therapist. <laughs> it's... Oh, okay. I didn't realize he was reformed from the streets. That's a terrible joke. I'll retract it. Um, no, I do, I do truly believe in the... Uh... I think that anyone can be reformed, and I think that there's a very, very, very small population of people who actually deserve to be in prison for life, and it is like infinitesimally small. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all the billionaires. <laughs> it's all the billionaires. It's and, uh, yeah. Jeff Bezos who just proposed to someone on a yacht, put him in prison yeah. forever. It's Elon Musk who said work from home was immoral. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, let me know how many actual jobs that guy has. Yeah. Um, I just love that he brought up ethics, morality for uh-huh. the work from home. It's like the one thing no one's tried yet, and it still didn't work. I mean, talk about an ethical guy, right? In the in the classic. Oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah. It, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Ten Children by Five Women or whatever. He's just repopulating the planet, man. Even though also in the same breath, he'll talk about overpopulation. Fuck all these people. Put them in prison yeah. with Mr. 9mm handgun. And it's up to you what that means. Yeah. Yeah. We should just put all of them on an island and watch them uh, pull themselves by their bootstraps back to the mainland, right? Because they yeah, could no, do that, right? I, that is exactly what they should do. Uh, I'd watch it. Turn, turn that into reality TV. Fuck those people, but, you know, everyone else can be saved. Yeah. Um, right, but I think there are instances of people's likenesses being used in illicit manners that you're right. The law has not caught up at all. Like, there is a fascinating kind of conversation happening, especially within the the pseudo-famous or the semi-famous realm of, like, internet fame what is a public figure today when we all are terminally online and our pictures or we're posting pictures of ourselves to the internet ourselves? Like what is a public persona? It used to be if you were famous enough or like a well enough known figure, you kind of traded your privacy for fame. But I think what's happening is people are like little by little, they've been, People have been clawing back the privacy that they gave up, rightfully so. But now we've got a tool where we don't even need you, but we're going to take your likeness and just sell pictures of you that are risque in nature to profit off your fame without your consent, knowledge, or permission. The law needs to catch up. I mean, this has always been the issue with technology is that the law is very slow to change, especially in this country. Got to be like one of the slowest to adapt uh, legal systems in the world. Uh, But I I don't know what the path forward is because I think that maybe legal precedent that we have on the books regarding whether or not someone is a public figure probably goes back to like, 1908 where they're like some guy sat for two hours to have a picture taken and then published in a book so now he's a public figure right and he now no longer has the same rights to privacy that other people do i mean i on the internet between various social media platforms probably have 10 
or even a hundred times as many pictures of myself published to a much wider audience than anyone in my family ever has in previous generations. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, I, I feel like this, this notion that public figures have traded their right of privacy for fame or whatever is, is gone straight out the window because we all are now famous or more famous than we've ever been. I mean, what's, um, what's the legal precedent if I were to write in a book and I wrote, uh, and then Edward James, or I quoted Edward James Olmos in a book, uh, which I don't want to take down people for quoting people erroneously because then my favorite soap brand is right out the window. <laughs> uh, uh, so in the case of the... Forever, wow. In the case of the written word, we do have laws about that. That that's libel and slander. Uh, you can't say or write anything untrue and present it as the truth. So what we need is a new word for de- showing depictions of people that are untrue and make that protected. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think that I I think China even went so far as to make it illegal. <laughs> to to generate people's likenesses without their consent and publish them i think we should probably go as far as to do something like that of course it becomes much more difficult when we live in the science fiction future where it is incredibly difficult to tell when the likeness of someone like when it becomes more difficult to tell if it's actually a picture or not, which I think we're actually a very, very long way off from that. A lot of people think we're pretty close to it, but I think it's much farther than people think for a lot of intangible reasons. Uh, but if it, I don't know, if you generate a picture of someone and it never happened and you publish it, you should be legally liable. Yeah. Uh, you should be open to the same sort of, suits that people who are slanderous or libelous are open to now it, it can be a hard fought court case the, the it, you have to show like a, a bunch of different intentions and, and maybe like profitability and things like that but i think maybe the legal precedent is there it's just it hasn't been enacted in an actual court case yet but that's got to be down the line right I mean, all of this kind of feeds into a more troubling conversation, which, uh, you know, it's it's science fiction in nature and that it might take us tens, if not hundreds of years to get there. But eventually and kind of necessarily credibility will die. Yeah, because as technology gets sufficiently advanced, information will always rule information is just a it's a fact of life it's it's a series of bits that convey certain things but the idea of credibility and identity and likeness will eventually dissolve but i think we should fight against that as hard as we possibly can because those things disappearing to me are synonymous with human extinction yeah, the death of credibility is uh, not to be overly citing any particular works of literature. Um, but, you know, the quote that gets quoted a thousand times, an argument, and I'm going to misquote it here because I don't know the exact words, but uh, the party didn't want you to trust what your eyes saw, your ears heard. That's mm-hmm. the death of credibility right there. Yes. 
It um, is when when information loses the ability to be modified by credibility and everything becomes equally true. I don't think society will last very long after that. Not not a society that we would ever recognize. Not not yeah. life as we know it. Like, um, I don't even know what it would look like. Is the thing, and I think that that speaks to your point. But yeah, it's just it's a scary notion to think that the death of information could we could have already seen sort of the crumbling of that foundation. Yeah, the rational mind cannot imagine a trustless society because society is built on certain kinds of trust. Yeah. So to that end, we got to fight. We really do. And I didn't expect this conversation about that bad smoke picture to go there, but we really got to. Well, I think that's where it goes. Like, I know if some people are drawing the line just at like, well, this really brings in to question just the, uh, the verification system on Twitter, but really it's a continuing conversation we've ever had. We've been having ever since fake news became popular in our everyday vocabulary when you can discredit credible sources just because you disagree with what they say and you have the power to do that and do that for millions of people that starts the conversation of dis what am i trying to say dissecting or disassembling credibility and with that the institutions of our very society because if we can't trust information if we can't trust what the people who are credible have to say, then why are we trusting anyone? And per our discussions about the social contract, it's all trust. Yeah. The the society only exists because we trust the people around us will follow the same set of rules that we're following to ensure that nobody harms us or takes our stuff. And people, I think, need to learn lessons because they're very salient, valuable things that have happened in the last few years. And I think a lot about Joe Rogan to a lesser extent and the liver king to a much greater extent. Hear me out. I'm going to go on my liver king shit. Who's the liver king again for the folks at home? The liver king is a short king, though he would never admit it, uh, who uh got very famous because he was a minor like fitness celebrity who signed with like brand consultants who made him eat a bunch of like raw meat specifically testicles on instagram and then what the hell say that like this primal lifestyle is what allows him to be so physically fit meanwhile he's as red as a beet and has more muscle than anyone you've ever seen and like convinced a lot of people to start eating like high cholesterol diets with a ton of raw meat, which is not good for you. Humans are really not meant to eat raw meat, uh, but had like millions upon millions of followers, was covered extensively pretty recently as of the last maybe six months. It was revealed he's on like $12,000 worth of steroids a month. <laughs> Obviously <laughs> fucking look at him. But a lot <laughs> of young people took this like extreme kind of naturalist paleolithic approach and really ran with it and started eating a lot of raw meat. And this is the problem is that when credibility starts to decline and vanish, what we do as human beings is we kind of have inset, 
I, I don't want to say natural because I don't think any thought process is natural, but we have kind of natural instincts that are very easy to take advantage of that makes us trust people. And one of the first things you can do to make someone trust you implicitly, if they are susceptible to this, is heterodoxy. Saying things that other people aren't saying, because a lot of people think the easiest way out of suffering, which they've experienced their whole lives, must be through someone who's doing something they've never done. So you find someone who's eating raw meat, you hurt yourself by eating raw meat, you spend a lot of money on raw meat, your health gets worse, just because we have these pretty simple, these one weird tricks to get people to trust you. And if credibility declines, fucking everybody's going to be the liver king, everyone's going to be injecting bleach into their veins, because whoever comes up with the most extreme heterodox thing will have millions of people trusting them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to go back to the wild, wild west when on any given day, a snake oil salesman rolls in the town and takes people for all they're worth with these miracle cures, these panaceas, these just lies and bottles and vials. And then they roll out never having to deal with the damage they've caused. Yeah, when, when heterodoxy rules, every, literally everyone is a, steak, a snake oil salesman buying from other snake oil salesmen. I it, mean, hell, yeah. that, that's all over Instagram right now. I, I truly believe, and this is me being very cynical, it seems like Gen Z's greatest hope is to just be con men. <laughs> like, it really seems like everyone's hope is to just get a disgusting internet following by tricking people into giving them money. And yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of valorous, brave people in great pluralities in that generation, but it it's just very visible that it seems like the kids just want to be con men. I, I mean, honestly, to an extent, and I don't mean to get on like a, an old man soapbox here, but influencers are kind of like snake oil salesmen who are just selling the, the snake oil is their lifestyle and that they live the way they're portraying themselves in their Instagram reels or whatever. And, uh, the, you know, the bigger following you get by tricking people like that, the, the more sponsorship deals you can get. So like, hopefully you're just pulling one off on like some huge multimillion dollar corporations social media department and not the everyday kid but it seems like yeah if you're if that's the path you're on just either embrace it and pull people up the ladder with you or uh stop change your life you must change your life if you're not taking it out of the hide of a major corporation you must change your life (laughs) yeah if you're taking advantage of people, you got to change something. I do have huge news, Henry. You have huge news. Huge news is breaking while we're talking. Oh my god! Uh, and I don't mean to derail us from this, but Let's, I, I oh. really have to talk about it because it not only impacts what we're talking about right now. It talks. It this has a huge impact on Zeit Bingo. Oh my! What? Okay, are, are you ready? Uh, sure. This this is breaking as of right now, less than an hour ago. What is happening? Ricky Gervais, oh my beloved God, he's dead. comedian, actor, writer, and fearless social commentator, is dead. 
passed away on May 23rd, 2023. Are you kidding? With his razor-sharp wit, irreverent style, and unapologetic demeanor, Gervais challenged societal norms, pushed boundaries, and left audiences in stitches. Born on June 25th, 1961 in Reading, England, Gervais forever changed the landscape of comedy, from co-creating and starring in the groundbreaking sitcom The Office to fearlessly hosting the Golden Blowboards, he made an indelible mark on the world of entertainment. In, in Ricky Gervais, we've lost a true comedic legend. His ability to find humor in the ordinary challenge conventions and shine a light on the absurdity of human nature will be forever cherished. And while we remember Gervais for his iconic characters like David Brent and his audacious hosting performances, we must also remember his we must also remember his unlikely companion, Rupert the Real Talking Frog. <laughs> Rupert, a real frog who captivated audiences in the Ricky Gervais show, brought an additional layer of whimsy and surrealism to Gervais' work. Rupert once said, quote, In laughter I found solace amidst the chaos of the world. Ribbit, ribbit. This sad quote from Rupert reminds us of the profound impact Gervais had on those who admired his fearlessness and the joy he brought to countless lives. Oh, God. Rupert, the real talking frog. As we reflect on his remarkable career and the impact he had on the world of entertainment, let us remember the moments of laughter and the thought-provoking insights he shared. Ricky Gervais, along with his real companion, Frog Rupert, will forever hold a special place in the hearts of those who admired his fearlessness, wit, and genuine passion for making the world a more humorous and compassionate place. Ribbit, ribbit. Wow. Um, Well, Ricky Gervais, uh, you will be missed. I do, however, see big things coming up. I think it's going to be a glow up for Rupert, the real talking frog. Rupert has been in his shadow for too long. And now he's finally able to spread his wings and be free. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's a real story. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me t- <laughs> that we credible people are telling you yeah. right now. I'll go ahead and mark that off my Zeit bingo sheet. Uh, you can put half a stroke. <laughs> As a, uh, listen, if all information is equal. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Rupert the Real Talking Frog. What a, what a nice, what a nice lad. I've heard nothing but good. Th- oh, oh, wait, did Rupert? Nah, okay, I'm not doing this bit. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided against doing a bit. Just a lot of obituaries back to back. Yeah, no. It would be, uh, be a pretty good bit. It would be a pretty good bit, but I I would have to get up Chat GPT, and that, that would require me to actually like type. And yeah, get who, it up, and then who wants to? to like... do, here's the thing: we can't do this because every time we just turn to Chat GPT, yeah. the podcast gets worse. Okay, we're not going to do it. We're, we're moving on. I stopped typing. I'm moving on, and uh, of course. We, we need to move on from the AI discussion because it's not going anywhere. So we need to go somewhere more fertile ground, perhaps. Oh, do you have something in mind? Uh, yes. Okay, you really are driving this podcast. Uh, it's about TikTok. I am tired. <laughs> on Saturday, content creator Amanda Joy posted a TikTok, more like Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, of That's her a journey. different person. <clears throat> Finding a blue couch on the street. Are you captivated? Are you fucking captivated? You love what happens on TikTok? Mm. 
Uh, found a blue so couch on the tired. street, cleaning it and getting it into her apartment. Joy claims it's the discovery of the century. The couch is allegedly a Rouge Bobois bubble sofa, which retails for $8,000. Despite the sofa's dubious provenance, the video of its rescue from the sidewalk has amassed 150 million views since it was posted. But not everyone is jumping for Joy. There are more than 23,000 comments on the video, most warning that the sofa could be ground zero for a bed bug infestation that's right henry we've reached a point in the news cycle where a news story that is fed to me is literally about a person in their 20s finding a couch cleaning it up and taking it into their home despite the fact that it's a terrible idea that's right the same thing every fucking 20 year old has ever done ever it's nice that this is yeah honestly i feel like we're breaking new ground because rather than these everyday relatable experiences being filtered down to us in the realms of sitcoms that are tired and played out, we're skipping the live audience. We're skipping all of the crew. We're, we're skipping all of that in favor of just a news article that is given directly straight to John and read to me. <laughs> I, I, tr- I don't get it. When I rescued my very terrible idea couch from the streets in my 20s, 150 million people didn't give a shit. I didn't want even one people, one person to see me doing that. Yeah, yeah honestly, um, I'm going to paint you a picture here. All right. I, I invite you over to my small squalor apartment. And you, you come in and uh, you notice you've been here before. You notice there's a new couch and I invite you to sit down on it. Note that I am not also going to sit down with you. I just want you to sit down. I invite you, please come test out this new couch. Mm-hmm. You're excited. You're like, oh, a new couch, a, a new place to sit in this horrible shithole apartment of this 20 something year old who doesn't have his life together. What cool. And as you're sitting, you're like, oh, where'd you get it? And I say, oh, it, from the side of the road. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you catch yourself mid-sit? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not news. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not news. It's gross. I don't care if it's an $8,000 ugly bubble couch. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't, I really don't get it either. Um, especially when there's more important news to be talked about, John. Oh, please. Yeah, not that your blue couch story, it was worth $8,000. It was a bubble boy couch or whatever. The bubble boy couch, of course. The roach <laughs> bubble boy couch. Yeah, the roach bubble boy couch. Uh-huh. Isn't important, but uh, there's a war going on right now, John. Against Christmas? No, an even more important culture war. Against Memorial Day? Uh, Even more important than Memorial Day. I can't even imagine. I, of course, am talking about the war between one multi-million billion dollar corporation that owns every piece of entertainment media you can imagine and a sole lunatic who's in charge of a state. That's right. It's Disney versus DeSantis. Ah, yes, DeSantis, a man who I'm amazed is still alive. Yeah, uh, a man who I don't get confused with um, George Santos. 
Is that <laughs> they're they're both in hot water. I know. They're not, they're not extremely similar, but they're both liars. It's crazy. Allegedly. They're not this they're not the same person, but their names are so similar. Anyway. Um, that's right. I'm sure everyone has already heard that uh R- Governor of Florida Ron DeSantis decided to stake his entire political career on putting Disney to task for going against his don't say gay bill. Uh, in fact, uh, you're familiar with the goings on, aren't you, John? Uh, I'm familiar up until the point a couple months ago where he said he was going to put a prison next to Disney. Okay. Uh, in short order, here's sort of a loose paraphrased timeline of events. Uh, starting around the time where he said he was going to put a prison next to Disney in hopes of, I don't know, hurting Disney financially. That's alleged, you see, because there's an actual lawsuit going on right now where Disney is suing DeSantis for trying to purposefully hurt their business, which is, of course, not legal. Which is, of course, exactly what he's doing. Yes, uh, and the details that are not spilling out because this has all been sort of public knowledge was that everybody sort of knows that Disney self used to self govern itself with like a governor governoring. Wow. Governoring, <laughs> governing, <laughs> governing, a governing body, um, through a, a County whose name I can't remember quite right now. Clear Creek. Maybe. Sure. Uh, So uh, Mr. DeSantis kind of rallied his legislation, legislative body to politically take over that governing, God damn it. Governing. That gov, that board. Uh, What he didn't know, but was publicly invited to witness was that the sitting members of that board dissolved all powers they had before the takeover by the appointed, the governor appointed people. Mm-hmm. Um, Real succession shit. Gotta love it. A lot of, yeah, a lot of, a lot of bear hugs, a lot of um, power plays. It's really, honestly, the HBO series about this particular chain of events is going to be riveting for sure. Um. In response to all of this, Disney, of course, sued DeSantis. DeSantis is now trying to sue Disney back. It's just this back and forth. And now Disney's going after DeSantis where it hurts him most. In the jobs, John. Oh, no, not his beautiful, precious jobs. Right. Uh, So Disney had plans to build a new, what do they call these? Compound? (laughs) A new Mm -hmm, campus. mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, a new campus that would house and and put to work 2,000 jobs. Uh, Presumably there would be people in these jobs as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But instead, Disney has canceled that development. It was going to be a $1 billion development in Florida. That's now gone, and they're no longer relocating an entire division from California, uh, resulting in just a, a... I don't know, a governor who kind of, when you look more and more closely at his face, resembles that of a clown. 
Just a, a, a big money-shaped hole where expected revenue for the state was supposed to be. I'm sure people are very happy about that. Yeah, um, I'm sure a lot of people who really like their governors to be job creators, not job destroyers, are going to be mad at DeSantis. And of course, this news came out the same week that Disney World announced that they're closing their pricey Star Wars themed galactic star cruiser experience. I know. Very sad. With our impending Disney trip, what a bummer, because we were all going to stay at that $6,000 a night starship or whatever. Yeah, we were definitely going to do that. Yeah, so yeah, the $6,000 experience two-night stay uh, hotel will be closing down. Uh, The final bookings will be uh, between September 28th and 30th of this year. Mm. Uh, But what this means is less money in the form of taxes for the state and i know maybe the uh the the luxury hotel star wars themed cruiser thing uh might have just been ill-fated from the start but i think the cancellation of the one billion dollar campus and the two thousand jobs combined with the closure of the star cruiser hotel is just two bullets aimed at desantis saying Honestly, look what you made me do. Yeah. Taylor Swift, right? Look what you, she did that. Yeah, she did that. That Can was her. gripe about something. About Taylor Swift? No, I have Taylor. Not, I don't have Taylor Swift gripes. Uh, I don't. Please don't attack me for not having a strong opinion about Taylor Swift. Um, I have Disney gripes. Please tell me your Disney gripes. What was it for? What was all of this for? We put up with Disney ruining copyright law and maybe ruining artistic expression in perpetuity because they wanted to hold on to their copyright. We put up with them purchasing basically every tentpole movie franchise and just churning out i'm gonna say 50 percent good content for years we've watched all their movies we've watched what they did to pixar after they bought them disney owns this fucking country and when someone comes for disney explicitly they do this backroom succession we're not gonna give you your jobs shit they're, they're doing the where withholding taxpayer and tourism money from your state shit. No, this is the only time that I would feel good about the chokehold Disney has all of us in if they ran him out on a rail, if they actually executed the truly terrifying power that we give corporations in America and just turned him into hamburger meat. Why is that not happening? Why do we not have, why are all of our televisions not being taken over by an exclusive Disney plus live stream of them feeding him into one of those giant paper shredders? Yeah, for all of the big talk that these executives like to do, like all of what we see like powerful men portrayed as yeah why is it that we're playing these legal games rather than the disney hit squad being deployed 
and and the wee hours of the night to break into the DeSantis compound and take him out. Disney, you own us. Put him on Splash Mountain forever and live stream it if you're yeah if you're willing to take a stance put put him on space mountain and turn off the speed governor live stream it like (laughs) we we know you can do this we know you could slip you could slip into his room at night and have sora from kingdom hearts garrot him with a keyblade you can (laughs) do this if you're gonna we've accepted you can do this to any of us if you're willing to take a stance that is politically charged like you have with standing in the face of the of the don't say gay bill, then certainly you're willing to commit murder to protect that stance. Are you not, Disney? We just we've known for so long that powerful corporate interests totally control our our governing bodies, our legislatures, our lawmakers, like control do it we've given you so much and i'm not happy about it but this is the one time where i'd be like yes finally the mask is off and someone who's a real piece of shit got to run out of town and deported or something it would be nice um but i what are you gonna do we're we're playing a, a weird game where on one end is someone who is just completely obsessed with power and prestige and, and controlling things that happen. And on the other hand is Disney. Like Uh this is a battle between two evils really. And uh, for once I have to root for a mega corporation. It, It would be nice if they used any of those just, government sanctioned powers that they have for the greater good but instead we're going to play these legal games we're going to cancel jobs and money and development and you know is that what we want or do we want disney world to be a little bit more affordable to go to and also no more desantis I'm just saying, we all know it already. So if they could just take off the mask for a second and grind him into dust, I I feel like the country would be a better place. We'd all stop pretending. Yeah. And if it happened to Ron DeSantis, I wouldn't be happy about it. But we all know it's already possible. I don't know. Yeah. I mean... I'm tired of living in a world where we have to pretend that corporations aren't all powerful. We already know they are. So why not? Like you say, like you suggest, just let them steamroll over a state governor. Yeah. I'm not saying all of these, by the way, are metaphors, similes. I don't want any of this to actually happen to him. Uh, clearly because, um, public official, but man, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just Allegedly. disappointing because you you'd hope with all the power we'd give these corporations that they could just like snap their fingers and someone like him would go away, not die, you know, just vanish. And then Look, there'd be a you know they said that they're um, renovating Splash Mountain to turn into Princess and the Frog, but I think there's a new Brer Bear. <laughs> That we'd all like to see Ron DeSantis's stuffed body, of course. Oh my god! <laughs> Allegedly, allegedly, this is parody. Parody, of course. This is parody. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm... The Onion made that article about Goofy killing him with a baseball bat, so I think we're good. A crowbar. Crowbar, yes, but we're we're good. Yeah. The Onion's yeah. legal team will defend us. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll, they're there to take that risk, for sure. Oh, hold on, let me make it... Let me make an offer they can't refuse. We like the onion. Now they have to. Oh, because we like them. We endorse them. Oh, okay. That makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, you know, what are we going to do with our lives? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Get out of the United States. Oh, man. Yeah. Go. Actually, you know what we are going to do? Go to Disney World. <laughs> we're going to Disney World. We're, we're going to go. Disney we're... World. I just won the Super Bowl, and I want to say I'm going to Disney World. We are the agents. We have been activated by Disney. Uh-huh. We're going there to get our debriefing or our briefing, whatever one happens the first time and not the after time. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take down Ron DeSantis ourselves. Yeah, yuck, yuck. Yuck. Oh, he's activated. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what's happening. We are going to Disney World though. No no cap. Dead ass. <laughs> right? For real, for real? For real, for real, dead ass. Little curly hair. Little what? <laughs> no hair on the sides, but curly hair up top. Huh? Like the Gen Z haircut. What? Right? They have I perms. don't pay attention to children. <laughs> Good, you shouldn't. We should with I don't know, well into their 20s, probably. Oh, good. They're the new millennials. Yay. Um, I think we've... I, I Considering we've made a series of uh, <laughs> veiled uh, allusions to a government figure being harmed, which were I, similes, l- analogies, l- and parodies. Yes. I just want to stress to any actual governing bodies listening to us one i cannot say your name governory (laughs) (laughs) first of all there's that second everything we've said has been parody and jokes and not serious it's all been for entertainment we you don't sue us yeah absolutely i mean if we wanted to be serious we'd say something like Very long people. It's parody. Uh, it's good. It's it's good. Yeah, um, but I think as we are now in a circle of just trying to cover our asses legally. Um, I think it might be time to put this one to bed, put it to bed in a crib or like a bed. That's what I do when I go to bed. A lot of people, they have different strategies. Me, I cover my ass first, uh, and then feet, chest, head, and hands. Hands are tricky because the hands hold the blanket. And their hands... Your hands hold, hold the like like they clamp can... they clamp down and hold it in place. Wait, isn't that how you sleep? I sleep on my back, face straight up, with my fingers over over the top of the blanket, up near my head, and I go honk shoe, honk shoe, honk shoe. Oh wow, that is uh, 
That is not me, I have to say. I, I do not do that. No, I sleep on my stomach, uh, suffocating possibly almost to death every night. Uh, sleeping on your stomach has got to be one of the worst sleeping positions. It's the only way I can fall asleep, baby. Just from an optics standpoint, not even... I'm gonna, even from looks a like I'm dead. standpoint, <laughs> no idea. But walk in on someone who sleeps on their stomach, might as well be dead. Anyway. I practically am. But if you want to talk to us about your sleeping positions... Uh-huh. I gotta do it. If you want to talk to us about your oh, you're sleeping right. positions, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. to I, look, if you want to do a, a whole different thing, you can. I, I got a little ahead of myself there. No, if you want to send us your sleeping positions, give us your sleeping position tier list. F tier, sleeping face down, look like a corpse, could get stabbed. Uh, S tier, the way I choose to sleep, which is on your side, but one leg all the way out. So your bottom half is basically face down, but your top half is kind of face up. I have horrible, horrible back pain. Uh, you can send us those sleep tier lists. Once again, the ranking is rank S L E E and P. Uh, if you want to send us those sleep tier lists, you can do so to us on twitter.com, a.k.a. the bird site, a.k.a. where that dang Cheeto <laughs> Musk uh, has his <clears throat> money, South African <laughs> Twitter. I don't know what's what happening. Doing. We're on twitter.com at ZCPCWHJ on twitter.com, and that stands for Henry. Zarconian carrots poke cool whales. Hal June. Wow, that one was off the dome and not AI generated. Henry stands in solidarity with our WGA brothers. That's right. That's the Writers Guild of America. And as discussed last week, Henry is a white guy in... America, if you want to send us a very long email that'll put us right to sleep, oh, they care so much. They have a lot of commas and shit in that email. Who cares? You can send us that <laughs> what email. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> Two, uh, zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com. No spaces, no underscores, no commas. It's all one word, baby. What does it stand for? You'll never know. We are on podcast services such as Good Pods, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. All of them a great way for people to learn, not Stitcher. I actually don't like their app. Stitcher is negging them how we get on Stitcher. We're going to release a series of paywalled mini episodes that are worse than the regular episodes. Eat it, people who care enough to pay for us. But if you don't pay for us, the greatest way, second to great, what am I doing? One of the good ways that you can, <laughs> one of the good ways, ooh, take it clean. What is happening? <laughs> One of the good ways that you can show your appreciation for the podcast is to like and review us, rate and review us on your podcast service of choice. But the best way for you to show your appreciation of the podcast is just to tell your friends about the podcast. Word of the mouth 
is huge. It, it conveys a lot of credibility, which, as we've discussed earlier, is important to us. That's right. Word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. So tell your friends, look them in the eyes, get way too intense at a party, uh, and talk to them about podcasts, because that's never that's never happened before. Somebody talking to someone very intensely at a party about a podcast. Gotta be the first time. Make history today. And from everyone here at the Making History Daily Zero Credit Studios, we want to wish you a ha- <laughs> Oh no. Hold on. Uh, Henry ran, ran out of... I'm tired. I need to fucking use a Zonai charge from my inventory <laughs> huh, to give Henry the... He's a, he's a real flame emitter. Here we go. Ding! A happy week. Stay tuned because we are going to be experiencing Fast X, the second to last Fast and Furious movie, question mark, pretty soon. And that supplemental reading will be here before you know it, faster than you expect and more furious than ever. That's coming your way very soon. But for now, all we have to say is... Goodbye. Goodbye. If anybody has any fucking concerns or thoughts about how we haven't seen this movie yet, this precedent that we've set over years that we would watch these movies as soon as they come out. If you think we're derelict in our duty whatsoever, I'm just going to say, get off our fucking backs. We're tired and have very little going on. Does somebody say something to you? everyone's talking to me about your wife my wife every one of our listeners has messaged me it was your it was your wife's birthday so we didn't go (laughs) the whole weekend wanted most of all oh fuck all right we'll get on it okay